Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers are in Philly tonight. Will Anthony Davis step up against Joel Embiid? That's the story we'll tell you next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Always free, never behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can hang out with upwards of 22,000 subscribers to the channel. Uh, do want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Um, I wonder, Andy, how many people uh, have either Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid in their prize pick selections for today because that is the marquee matchup uh, in the NBA, uh, and it is always interesting to me how people look at AD going into a game like this one. Well, particularly, too, when you're looking at AD on the heels of the win in Cleveland where he was spectacular, particularly in the second half. He he yep. was dominant on both ends of the game. He was the best player on the floor, I think, overall. And that was on the heels of a disappointing showing against Dallas where he took one shot in the fourth quarter, did not score in the second half. There was a lot of talk afterwards about – needing to get Anthony Davis involved more. James Worthy and Robert Ori on the Spectrum Sportsnet postgame show, the television partner of the Lakers, they were talking about the need for Anthony Davis to demand the ball, for Darvin Ham to demand other guys on the team get him the ball. Yep. And, you know, AD downplayed that after the Cleveland win as far as like a really persistent talking point. But at the same time, though, you could see the way – those guys were playing, the players around Anthony Davis, like, you know, there was a big emphasis on looking in his direction. I thought, as, I thought LeBron summed this up pretty well. He sets about 95% of the screens for all the screen and roll action that they do. So by definition, he should be involved in just about everything. And AD is a hell of a role man. So yep. he should be. For the most part, a pretty uh, pretty active, pretty easy target to find. It's always going to be interesting, though, um, just the idea of how does AD play on the heels of a great game? Yep. Because it's very clear Laker fans do not expect him to carry the momentum two games in a row. They just don't. It's not no. that they don't think he's capable of it. They just don't think he will. There's just the the problem because a lot of people pointed this out. Like we noted in our headline, in our cold open, in the headline on the podcast, on you know, the on the audio side, and all that. It was an off night for LeBron. Anthony Davis and the supporting cast in Cleveland stepped up on an off night for LeBron. LeBron, I believe, was eight of twenty three. He was from the floor. He was one of nine from three point range, and 
you know, he had some some really bad turnovers. He had that really stupid late fourth quarter chin up technical where he didn't even argue. He was like, "Oh, that was on me. Sorry." And then they all went and visited his museum. The guy has a museum, Andy. Uh, like he should know better. <laughs> Once they build museums for you, you shouldn't get the chin up technical for the fourth quarter. Um, you have a responsibility to the city and the children watching you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, put that in the museum. Um, I learned people, it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> parents <laughs> who do chin-ups have children who do chin-ups. It's he had 22 points. He had six rebounds, I think, four assists, like or something like that. You know, the 22, I think I'm right about. And eight of 23 from the floor and all that. What people pointed out was. The off night for LeBron still has some positive contributions. The issue with Anthony Davis isn't that he has off nights. It's that the off nights have such a low floor that it's, it's, it's jarring, I think, for a player who on most other nights puts up really big, you know, almost MVP level numbers. And so I think that's where the skepticism comes from. It's just if it was just he had off nights sometimes, like a LeBron, like LeBron had on Saturday, he wouldn't get the same level of scrutiny. It's that the floor is so low. And so when you go in now to face Joel Embiid, who is, uh, I mean, in any other normal universe would be the gold gold standard of centers in the NBA, except Nikola Jokic exists. So, you know, I, is he the pl- silver standard? I, but like, he's he's an MVP, and he's the reigning MVP. He's right. currently averaging thirty-two points, eleven rebounds, six assists, a steal, and two blocks. Gets to the line almost twelve times per game, and putting him in at eighty-eight percent, which right. should be noted. Anthony Davis numbers at the line. Anthony, it's right. been kind of quiet. AD has been, been awesome great. at the line this year. So I mean, if you're a casual. And you're just not familiar with it. Those numbers Andy just listed for Embiid are very good. <laughs> Those are strong, strong numbers. Uh, it, it, he is auditioning every time, despite the fact that you know in his last two seasons he only played one game per season in the last two years against um, against Philly. AD has been over thirty points in both of those games, double digit rebounds, and all that kind of stuff. Played very well against the Sixers, um, and that includes I, I know last year at least was uh, you know. He dominated, really dominated in, in, in that matchup. But he, you're right. He does. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt until the floor on his bad games gets higher. You know, I mean, it's it's worth noting in terms of talking about the floor because, you know, on one hand, Anthony Davis is considered a superstar in the NBA. He is the guy that the Lakers are looking to truly take the torch from LeBron in ways – that don't feel questionable at all. So the asks of players like that are always big. The asks of your superstars, your franchise faces, are always very high, particularly if you are a Laker. That's the reason you would even be in this conversation in the first place. That being said and acknowledged, the asks on AD, even by superstar standards, are really high because he is asked to do particularly right now while the Lakers are in this period. Cam Reddish is listed as questionable heading into this game tonight, but we know we will not have Rui. We know we won't have Jared Vanderbilt. We know we won't have Gabe Vincent. So 
that is a lot of both, you know, forward size and point of attack defense, which puts a lot on Anthony Davis as the back line of the defense. Mm-hmm. Any, I mean, he's got a lot on his plate in that role anyway. He is expected to do quite literally everything on defense while also putting up, say, 25 points a night and, you know, the occasional 30 to 40 point night. So, there you there are maybe a handful of stars in the league that you can look at and say they have as many responsibilities as Anthony Davis. Like I'm not trying to be you know sycophant for the dude. I just no, think- but it's it's when you when you combine offense and defense. So a lot of stars are expected to carry a team offensively. Few are expected to carry a team defensively the way that AD does and still right. score 28 a night on the other side. But you know the flip side is again these are the responsibilities the Sixers are 9 and 4 since the James Harden trade. They're they're 3 and 4 in their last 7, but the losses have come against Indiana, Boston, Cleveland in overtime and Minnesota. So all of them against teams 500 or above. In the case of Boston, some would say the best team in the NBA right now. They're coming off a big road win in Oklahoma City. They are playing really well and if if AD can battle to, say, just a draw with Joel Embiid, like you walk out of this game feeling like they both had great games, they both had terrible games, but AD had a role in Joel, M- Joel Embiid being below his averages, even if it sucked a lot out of AD in the process, you could live with that. Like you could live with that. And then if he happens to outplay Joel Embiid, that's going to be something that Laker fans are going to take notice of because until that starts happening on a regular basis, this conversation with AD is just going to stay circular. It's never going to end. There's, there's, there's a little more to it. And I want to, you know, stick on this for a second and then we'll get to Max Christie. Um, But yeah, there's, there's just, there's a lot that, that goes into this. That's both game related and then 30,000 foot big picture related. So we'll get to all of it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. Watch the winning roll in up to 25 times your money. And with basketball season in full swing, you can pick combo projections across Football and basketball from the Specials League created specifically for projections that include two or more players from different sports leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo for three-pointers made and receptions. You know, stuff like that. Keep it fun. Keep it weird. Keep it creative. And with Prize Picks's reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games, NBA games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player gets Rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, and use the code locked on NBA again, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Quick reminder that you can uh, join us on Subtext. We are launching a Subtext, sub 
text channel uh and you go find us uh at subtext.com slash locked on lakers free 14-day trial good way to keep up with us you ask us questions directly it all happens via text um and we can answer you and we'll do mail bags and you know you know good way to 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 have commentary on rumors as they pop up and all that stuff just another way to continue to engage with the the show and uh to engage with us and so again it's um sub join subtext.com slash locked on Lakers. Um, I, I feel like just for me, the, the AD thing, it's like, it will continue to go on until you no longer have games where you don't feel like AD is there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, even on Saturday, I knew he was there. <laughs> it's like, it's the impact isn't always positive, but like he, he's making an imprint like there, like, LeBron very rarely doesn't make an imprint on a game. And I think that is what it is a lot of times with AD. It's like you just don't see that he's there. And I think that's why after the Dallas game, some of the comment it was it was less brutal on AD than in the you know the the Denver game at the beginning of the year, the first game of the season. And I, I forget what's the other the other game that we've we had this conversation. Um or games in the past because, you know, he's still on the glass and he was, you know, you felt him defensively a little bit more. It was really like, why isn't he involved more in the offense? Let's ask Darvin Ham this question too, not just Anthony Davis. It was, he, he, you, you felt like he was there. You wanted more from him, but there are just too many games where you don't feel that he's there. You don't know that he's there. And a player as good as Anthony Davis can play. Kobe never played a game where he didn't know he was there. Like, even when he was angry and not shooting <laughs> like on purpose, <laughs> you know, prove point. Like you knew he was there, you know, and, and that can't, that's what I think the standard is, I think for AD. Um, so if he goes out and Joel Embiid has a few more points or he can't limit all those scenarios you were talking about before, I think are, are absolutely in play. The biggest thing is I think fans just want to know he was there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'll either be good or bad. I mean, preferably good, but like, can you just can't disappear. He disappears too much. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting when you brought up LeBron always knowing he's there, Kobe always knowing he's there. Like, to some degree, I think there is a force of personality thing going on. But also, too, in fairness to Anthony Davis, it's positional. It's positional. Like, yeah. those guys always have the ball in their hands. Like, when you think about a lot of players around the league that you always feel like they're there, you always notice their presence – Generally speaking, they are the ones running the offense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kobe was, for all intents and purposes, the Lakers' point guard during the post-Shaq years. Sure. You know, D Derek Fisher was essentially a defense. <laughs> he was no a disrespect to Smush Parker, but. <laughs> no, I mean, Derek Fisher was essentially a 3-and-D shooting guard. You know, yeah. he would run some sets now and then, but. You know, Lamar Odom ran the offense more than Fisher. You are much less 100% Kobe. And, you know, Steph Curry, you always feel that he's there in part because he does insane things on the court, but also he always has the ball. You always feel James mm -hmm. Harden. You always feel Giannis, Dame Lillard down the line. Like that is, with again, without being an AD apologist. No, that is I think, but, the, but, I, but I'm taking, I, I'm taking that into account. Like, sure, with that caveat 
there are, you know, there are still, it's the same, but we had this conversation, we had these conversations with Powell. Oh, you know, for sure. Maybe, again, with the caveat that he doesn't always have the ball in his hands. And that, again, that's why the Dallas game, it's like, why doesn't he have the ball? Here's, here's what I think fan, here's what I think fans would actually be more reassured about if they felt more often that AD is mad if he did not get the ball enough. Like, let me tell you something. When Shaq didn't get the ball enough, you that knew. became that became front you page knew. news, like in the real estate section. Like everybody heard when Shaq was mad that he did not get enough touches. There are t- like I am willing to believe that Anthony Davis is not happy if he doesn't get enough touches, but you never hear him say, "What the f, man?" It's you know, give me the ball. You you want, and it, it sounds weird to say this. <laughs> you want just a tiny bit more diva, you know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yes. You go back to Philadelphia. You know, the Eagles four or five weeks ago. AJ Brown has like no targets or something like that, and divas. Like that's what wide receivers do. You know, like he makes a stink about it, and for the next three weeks he, he averages like 130 yards a week and like and he has five touchdowns the bills do this every other week with stefan diggs yes it's like you these guys make noise when they're unhappy and you're right i think it's a great point you know make some noise like a wide receiver take a you know be more like Shaq. take a ball to a take a bat to a gatorade cooler to use baseball terminology i think that i think that's a, that's a really good point um so we'll see what happens. Uh, I love watching these matchups of uh, AD with marquee centers. He, they're generally very entertaining, and the ones with Embiid have been particularly so. Plus, so, there aren't that many. I know. Um, let's talk about Max Christie, and we'll carry this into the next segment as well. Because to say the least, Andy, and rightly, uh, based on his performance Saturday, the YouTube page was a very friendly place for Max Christie. The Max Christie stands were out strong on Sunday um, because he played a great game, easily his most comfortable minutes uh, in, in this season, and particularly was impactful defensively, uh, you know, whether on Darius Garland or down the stretch on Donovan Mitchell. Like, you want to talk about feeling a guy's presence Max Christie, you knew he was there and did as good of a job defensively, really, as you can against players that good. Yeah, obviously, Christie, his role in this game, you know, possibly no Cam Reddish, definitely none of the other point of attack defenders we talked about. It's going to be really important. Tyrese Maxey, I imagine, is spending a lot of time on, and that is obviously a very, very That is a dude, dude who is balling out yeah so yeah he seems season. he seems to enjoy uh life in the hardenless era yeah no the Sixers saw the Sixers saw him playing in the preseason early in the season and what he was doing and like there was a zero percent chance that James Harden would ever suit up for that team again yeah also to uh let everyone know uh tonight's game against the 76ers begins at 4 p.m pacific time uh they are the latest team as we just mentioned freed from the james harden experience and seemingly loving it you can catch every basket of the lakers hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just by searching lakers so yeah we can talk about max christie this assignment and just his role on the team 
right now, but maybe even moving forward. Uh, so get into that coming up next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can celebrate, relish in this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, in other words, just bet five bucks, pick a team that wins, pays out, you get $150 back in bonus bets. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff. The app is really easy to use, and all those options are right there at your fingertips. But of course, there are NBA props as well. As of this recording, LeBron and AD both 75 to 1 to win MVP. Anthony Davis, five and a half to one to win defensive player of the year, continually on the rise, just behind three-time winner and recently choked Rudy Gobert, who is at five to one. LeBron, 320 to one, respectfully to arguably the greatest player of all time. Even at those odds, you are lighting money on fire with that bet. Darvin Ham, 48 to one for coach of the year. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. And enjoy the NFL season. Enjoy sports with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. So, you know, what's what's fascinating about Christie is, you know, obviously you talk about the the matchup tonight against Tyrus Maxey. Like he's gonna have a, a, a lot on his plate. He's you know, assuming Reddish is out, and even if Reddish plays, and you think Christie We'll get a little bit of, of these assignments and um, has earned himself a little playing time, particularly with the guys that are out. Like it's just might need to put him in there anyway. Um, but to say that the, the the Lakers public as a whole was excited and was using Saturday's game as the starting point for, okay, Max Christie has arrived and it is time for him to, to be a regular part of this rotation i mean i those are the people who were commenting on sunday those are the people who were on twitter on sunday um, well, and i understand why look you know we had this conversation all in the off season heading into the year i've been very very bullish on max christie heading into the year i am i was at least frankly quite surprised that he was not in the rotation obviously darvin really entered the year wanting to see what was there for Cam Reddish. And to, you know, to Reddish's credit, he took the opportunity and ran with it. And before this groin injury was looking like a really critical part of the Lakers defense. And, you know, his shooting was holding up better than expected, his ability to get out on the break and just his overall disruption and energy and athleticism was really important. But I'm not going to lie and say that there wasn't a part of me that still didn't want to see Max Christie because I think there is a lot of potential in him. And all I heard during the offseason from people around the team, reports you read, whatever, is they had earmarked a role in the rotation for him. And, you know, the the night that he had against Cleveland, you know, first against Darius Garland in the first half before Garland left with an injury, then as the primary guy, at least starting out on Mitchell. It was a really, really good defensive showing. But I also thought that it was building off what he did um, against Dallas. And like Kyrie and Luka, obviously, that's those are two really difficult guys to keep track of. And 
for however much time he spent on either one, I don't remember off the top of my head. You look back at that game, Kyrie had 28, and that's obviously not shutting him down, but that's also basically a bucket-ish above his averages. Like, you're not freaking out about the idea of Kyrie Irving getting 28. Also, and too, Luke, Kyrie is also, not to not, you know, completely interrupt you, but like Kyrie, in to defend Christie, is unguardable. Like, yes. you can play... There's there may not be anybody in the league that's better at taking good defense against him and still getting a clean look than Kyrie. Like <laughs> I, I'm not sure who's better at that in the entire league. So you know you get a little bit of leeway here, right? And then Luca had 30 points, but it was 10 of 26 from the field, three of 12 from behind the arc. He had eight free throw attempts, which is again his averages. Like. Looking at things realistically, you'll take it. Like, it may not be ideal, but again, I don't remember all the individual possessions off the top of my head, but none of that is indicative of Max Christie getting used. Like, it's felt to me like, and maybe this is sort of like a pattern with, with Cam Reddish as well, like, the more Christie has been on the floor to be comfortable, and like Reddish, knowing that there's nobody really over his shoulder to take his minutes so he can play a little bit more relaxed with a little more freedom, the more we're seeing of him over these last few games where Reddish has been unavailable, and now you add you know, Rui on top of it, I think he looks better with each game. Well, I mean, it, I, I don't think there's any question that a all players play better when they don't feel like they, you know, when, when they feel like they are role they players know, in particular, role when players. No, yes, thank you. When they very absolutely, absolutely, when they know they're going to get the minutes, when they know that you know the the margin for error is a little bit larger. Um, I think, ironically, it allows them to play in a way that helps them make fewer errors. You know, just because you know you're going to be out on the court and. Christie's essentially had big minutes in three games, three straight games. He played 24 and a half against Utah. That was the game where Reddish was injured. Yes. Um, and then, so I wasn't expecting it, you know, the, the minutes in that game, um, but ended up playing over, you know, over 24 and started the second half. He started against Dallas um, and he started against Cleveland. You know, I think, you know, his impact plus minus a really imperfect measurement um, and so I'm not leaning in on that, but you know, he, the, the Lakers were so bad through particularly defensively through the, you know, the first part of that game that I don't, it's hard to say what exactly was going on. <laughs> you know, I'm not blaming it, but Christie certainly wasn't at the, at the, the source of their problems. Um, what I think really will separate him and allows him to be somebody that you can Play is, is what he did offensively is the way he was a reliable um outlet for you know for for the corner three for you know confidently moving the ball you know all that kind of stuff because you know the defense ought to be there on most nights pretty good defensive player the the two things i would say and i'm curious really more about your opinion on the second one because this is just my thought with all players not just christie is there's two dangers first um kind of getting blinded because you want him to be so good and you you believe in the potential that you focus on the good stuff, kind of ignore the lesser results or the lesser impacts. 
um, because we're all we all are excited about Christie. I mean, there's we're a long way away from Max Christie has arrived. I think um, the second part, though, that I think is the more interesting question is: Let's say you do believe that he either has earned the spot in a rotation or will continue to if you give him 15, 20 minutes a game. Whose spot does he take when when you have enough healthy players? Because if Max Christie is going to play 15 to 20 minutes a game, somebody else isn't. And if Reddish is going to play, and it seems like he will when he's back, who doesn't? That to me is a really interesting question. Um I think one way that you could approach this would be choosing between Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood because for the most part, I don't think it has been all that fluid playing both of those both. guys with obviously Anthony Davis. Yep. Um, and look, we're, we're coming off a game where Christian Wood had 13 points in the first half and I thought he was really important in just keeping the offense going when – you know the the Lakers were having a difficult difficult time getting stops and just keeping pace with what Cleveland was doing, and Jackson Hayes was terrific against Cleveland. But I feel like for the most part, Darvin is going to need to choose between one or the other. In particular, because I don't think the minutes with Wood and Hayes, no AD, have been particularly good at all. Mm-hmm. Like when it when it's the two of them and Anthony Davis is getting a break, if that's the way you're looking to go big, I have not, for the most part, liked how that's looked at all. Okay, um, so that buys you. That could buy you a few. It's not going to be easy, but what? look, if Christy... Rui is back, theoretically, in a, in a, in, in a week. End of the trip, you yeah, know? Um, hopefully. Vanderbilt, let's say, somewhere, you know, at the end of the road trip or somewhere around there. Reddish is questionable for, for today's game, so... They obviously don't see that yet as a long-term injury. The guy, I, I look at this like whose skill set does he most replicate? If he shoots like he did against Cleveland, and he moves the ball well enough, um, the answers to me are Prince and Vincent. I had I had not thought about Tori and Prince, but that but, is a possibility. Particularly, particularly while Prince isn't playing particularly yeah, shooting. He, I, I think the last couple games he's been he's been better, but he's much better. His primary job is to shoot, and he's not shooting. Look, if if you could, Torian Prince in a perfect world isn't playing 30, 32 minutes anyway. So a few of those that's a, that's a good call with Prince. And, a few of those minutes could go to Christie. And well, a lot. I mean, because again, if you're going to play Rui and you're going to play Camp, someone's not going to play. And that whether that's Prince, whether that's Vincent when he's available, whether that's fewer minutes for Cam Reddish, maybe it's. You run out of space for Jackson Hayes, whatever. You're now, but you're still, well, you're still because Reddish and now Christie both in the. You're talking about two guys who may or may not have been considered. All I'm saying is, it's. I could let me, see. Let me throw out one more idea, just because right. it is a big picture, global goal for this team, and obviously I'm not talking an apples to apples skill set match, but just goals. Hashtag goals. <laughs> few minutes off LeBron. If you oh, can put oh, if you can yeah. put Christie out there for a few minutes a game just to hit outside shots, to take some tough dis- defensive assignments, to rebound, which Christie's very good at. That was one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I thought he would get some of those minutes from Cam Reddish, just because Christie does a very good job on the glass, and this team has often been terrible at it. 
But, you know, if you can shave a few minutes off LeBron with Christie without hurting anything, there could be oh, there I, could I be a possibility that, as well. I'm not sure how much that impacts what I'm thinking about, but you're right. I mean, that would be a, a wonderful um upshot of this. But I just I, I wonder if we could, you know, if 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 Christie takes the next three or four games and puts himself in a space where it's very hard to take him out of the lineup. I could see a healthy Lakers team suddenly not having space for either Prince or Vincent or potentially on some nights, kind of both Um, just because, you know, the ball handing, we can, we can quit and talk about this throughout the week, but the ball handling, they got enough ball handling. We Reeves got the ball in his hands for most fourth quarter. Delo's got it. Obviously, you have LeBron. Um, they, they don't have to have Vincent's point guard skills. And 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 Christie is probably a more versatile defender if he really, you know, when he's playing as well as he did against Cleveland, than both Prince and Vincent. Both of them. That was my big question. You're looking at a comparison between Christie and Prince. You know, Max Christie is, if if nothing else, possibly part of this team's future long term. Torian Prince, 50-50 at best, would be around next season. I mean, Torian Prince wants to play well enough that the Lakers, frankly, can't afford him. Correct. But either way, if you're looking to invest for the now and for the future in a perfect world, if possible, you're going to be looking more at Max Christie. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out, see the show, uh, talk to uh, some other great fans, great Lakers fans, have these great conversations. Reminder, uh, Lakers playing tonight, 4 p.m. Pacific in Philadelphia. You can catch every minute of the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. Um, we will be back, obviously, after the game. Talk about it. AD versus Embiid and everything else that we get Lakers with a chance. If they take this game, you want to talk about turning a potential road trip into a gold mine. Uh, they've won seven of nine. This one is there. Uh, it'll take a great game. We'll see if they can do two in a row uh, in that regard on the road. And uh, we'll talk to everybody on Tuesday.